I believe Pastor Michelle gets a lot of flack for this. <laughs> I believe that I believe they get a few glimpses. I don't know about y'all, but the Bible says how that we are encompassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. So what do witnesses do? They witness. So I believe sometimes the curtains are pulled back and they can witness to the church of God. And I believe that was tonight is one of those times. Um, I believe he gets received. Because I have said after the Tyndall family had really gave their heart to the Lord, we spent, we did, we spent many hours and years investing in the church. And um, and they said, well, it's too much to invest in. Sometimes two or three o'clock in the morning, sometimes all night. would be passed out, we'd be still pouring out. And um, so I said, I really, I could die happy now. I really could. The Lord could just just visit this and take me on because I know that it will go on for six more years of this church. This church is still going. Still going. Praise God. Minister of the gospel. She, she poured into me. Won't go there. That'll be another sermon. That she she was a spiritual mom to me, and I thank God for that. And um, but I I said really truly I could go on because of this family of sharing the gospel. I got to get, last year I got to uh, take uh, Megan Tyndall to India with me. We traveled three weeks there, and uh, I get to see all the kids. They're 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 called. They're they're going into they're raising up. They're going into their calling, and there's nothing better as a mother or father uh, to see your child carry it on. I remember uh, the woman that really, she was instrumental in me coming back to the Lord. I was about maybe 17 to come back to the Lord. But I, I was saved at a young age, probably about seven years old, Brother Kimmerall was 13 then. We were 13 filled with the Holy Ghost at the campground. And during those turbulent teens, we'll say turbulent teens, um, I, I got away from the Lord. And um, one Sunday, my mom, your kids to go to church. If they're living under your roof and they're 40, obligate them to go to church. Come on, if they're under your roof, obligate them. And so mom obligated me to go to church one Sunday morning. And um, I had no intention of doing anything but just satisfying her. And that morning, I couldn't hear my testimony. This is not the night I'm supposed to share this with you, but I will. And um, the, a woman evangelist had came back to me. She didn't go to anybody else. She came to me. Looked me straight in the eye. And she said, don't you want to give your heart to the Lord? And I said, no, ma'am. I'm not done yet. She said, you don't think you can live it. And I said, that's right. And she said, yeah, well, you are right. She said, you can't live it. I'm telling you, see, your testimony is the greatest thing that we have. She said, you're right. You can't live it. Now, why don't you let Jesus live it in you? Simple words, but they broke something inside this girl's heart, this teenager's heart. Ran to the altar, and I, I don't even think I got the repentance out. I'm just crying. Oh, I just started blubbering, and up out of my belly came the Holy Ghost. That was there all the time. He never left me. Come on. When I was drinking and driving, he never left me. 
that's what blows some of you guys' theology. You don't believe it, but I'm telling you. He said, I will come and I will save you. And I will never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. You may mess up. But he doesn't give up on you. He doesn't give out on you. He doesn't get weary like we do and write people off. My pastor's wife told my mom, don't get excited. You know Lord. She's up and down. Amen to that. I'm so thankful that God didn't think that about me. He saw something different in me. He saw something he could use. And from that time, since the time of 17 years of age, I've never complained. I have made mistakes. I'm not telling you I've been perfect. I haven't. But I've not looked back. I've never wanted the world or the things of the world. Come on. I've got a heaven to gain and a hell to settle. And I want to take somebody with me. Amen. Yes. Give the Lord a hand clap. He's worthy. He's worthy. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, God, for my family. This is my family, God. Someday, Lord, I'm going to step over into heaven. We're going to be together. God, I thank you for this time in history, Lord. You carved out this time. You knew every person, every boy, every girl, every woman, every man that would be here. You knew them. God, you do have a word. And I pray tonight, God, you hide me behind the cross. God, you pour into me. Let me say what you want to say. Cause me to be still if you don't want to say anything. Use me, God, this night to speak forth your word of truth and life. In Jesus' name, amen. Eli Asner said, look at how your sermon, maybe one breath back there changed it, and then maybe changed it again. That's the way, that's just the way that it is with me. You know, I might study, and I have a notebook that says, in case when I die, don't throw stuff away, go through it. Because I got some, I got some really good stuff in there that God's given me. But he usually flips it to me. I, you know, I can study, but then he'll flip it around. But I really do. We, I, I was thinking about the this whole conference. Actually, I've been in conference. I just came from a women's conference Friday, Saturday. I went home Tuesday this morning. Came tonight. Because God's good. Well, see, it's my fault. See, this is my fault. See, I told God I, I, several years ago. I said, God, don't let me rust out. Use me and then take me up. Right? If you say those things, he, he will hear. He'll take you at your word. Amen? He will do that. He will absolutely do that. I, I'm going to just turn. I, it, so I, this may go not how that I thought, but it's going to be in 1 Kings. We're going to start there anyway. I was thinking about the message and about the abundance of rain. and, and Yeah. But I will tell you this. Revival usually never comes like we think it will. And people think about revival, and they think about it happening on the, you know, out on the outside. But I tell you where revival will begin, and it, it, it begins every time it begins. Right here in Israel. And then, I'm telling you, it'll bust out from there. It'll get your family. It'll get your city. Come on, it'll get your state. It'll get the nation. But it starts with the one that is willing to lay down their life. And that is not a one-time thing. It's daily. Woo, getting into position and staying into position. Come on, you can be in position one day. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just look at Eli. And it came to, I got this. And it came to pass after many days 
listen to this, that the word of the Lord came. The word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go and present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. The word of the Lord came to him. And then when the word of the Lord came to him, he said, I want you to present yourself to Ahab. <laughs> I'm not going to send you to the church. <laughs> I'm sending you to the bad guy.
when they said he is not here, he took an oath from the kingdom or nation that they could not find him. And now you're saying, go tell your master, Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass as soon as I am gone from you, that the spirit of the Lord will carry you to a place that I don't know. So when I go and tell Ahab, and he can't find me, he's going to kill him. But I, your servant, have feared the Lord from my youth. Was it not reported to my, here, tell him what all it was, come on. But it was not, was it not reported to my Lord what I did when Jezebel killed the prophets? I get that. <laughs> Sometimes we think we have to remind people and remind God of what we've done. Come on. He is a great record keeper. Woo, he, you heard it tonight. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He never stops working. He said, I will not even forget if you give somebody a drink of water. I'm not going to lose the report. He's watching over me. And when a word comes to you from the Lord, our man and woman of God tonight, you better listen to that word. Y'all going to, I really believe that there will be revelation in this later to some of you. You're going to get some even more than what I'm saying. Where did I leave off? Verse 12, 13. Was it not reported to my Lord what I did when Jezebel killed the prophets of the Lord? How I hid 100 men of the Lord's prophets, 50 in a cave, and fed them with bread and water. And now you say, go tell your master that Elijah is here because he's going to kill me. <laughs> Sometimes we feel like we're going to get killed when we go. Then Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, I will surely present myself to him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him. And Ahab went to meet Elijah. And then it happened. When Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said to him, Is that you? Oh, listen to this. Is that you, old troublemaker? prophet. He didn't call him teacher. He didn't call him miracle worker. He didn't call him mighty warrior. He called him a troublemaker. Listen, when you are on fire for God, when you're doing a work of God, you better believe they're going to call you everything but a Christian. You just have to remember that. Oh, you don't think that? I've heard him say that. They've said it to us before. You can't do the widow's mite. Well, what about Elijah? I'll go back, read the story after. God sent him to a little widow lady that had nothing. Give me what you don't have. Come on. You, you make me a little cake first. See, when God tells you, it's not going to be like man tells you. He'll tell you to do a foolish thing, and he, he'll do a miracle. And what I find about him, when he speaks it to you, he'll prepare the other party. talking about hearing a true word of God. I'm going to get somewhere. God is not the one that just hears it, but that obeys it. And this is a continual process. Say process. Throughout your walk with the Lord. Come on. When the children of Israel needed bread, God gave them bread when? Once a week, once a month. What did he do? Daily, there was fresh bread. Every day, fresh manna. 
wants to give us fresh bread every day in the spirit. A new word, come on, that will touch us and touch those that we minister to. He said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Oh, my Lord and my God. With me, help me. Where did I leave off? Thank you. And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you. Oh, listen, listen. The, the Spirit of God will cause you to well up and tell them the truth. When they look you in the eye and they're calling you in, come on, he told them the truth. He said, It's not, I'm not the trouble of Israel, but you and your father's house, and that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord. Would to God that there would be prophets that would rise up in the house of the living God and say, You're not living right. You can't have your brother's wife. You can't sleep around. You can't go drunk. Come on. Drugs are not going to. Listen, come on. We've got them preaching in front of the television, you know. It's grace, grace. I Listen to me. I believe that I, there's so much grace that I don't even know about yet. But I know this, that once that I come to the knowledge of the truth, there's something that I need to do. He will require of you, oh people. Come on, children, young people. He's going to require of you. And it's more than under the law. Why does he say that? Because now when he lives on the inside of you, he said, I'm going to write it on your heart that you have no excuse for me. You have no excuse for me. The quickening power of the Holy Ghost. See, when the Holy Ghost comes in, Oh, I got a flame that's that's wonderful. But the Holy Ghost is a person. And he comes in to train you, to teach you, to guide you, instruct you, to keep you. Come on. That's why it's so important. This generation needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost and power. Come on, Jesus told us, boys, you'll receive power after. After what? After the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And he was full of feelings and he was full of himself. Now, I believe that he loved the Lord with all of his heart, but he was still full of self. And the Lord gave him insight. Come on, God will give you insight. When you really know, want to know him, he will give you insight into yourself. He said, oh, Peter, oh, Peter, you don't even know. You're going to deny me three times before the cock crows. Not me, God. Oh, not me. Oh, come on, have you been that way? It's not, oh, I follow you all the days of my next minute you're doing what you don't want to do. He said, you're going to fail. You will. He said, but listen to me. He said, I'm going to be praying for you. I will pray for you. Come on. He said, after, 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 after that you've been strengthened, then you strengthen your brethren. Back up a little more faith. Now, therefore, send and gather all of Israel to, to me on Mount Carmel, the 450 prophets of Baal. Well, the audacity of this guy. Come on. But see, he had been with God. He had gotten a word. Come on. It's going to rain. God's going to do something in the land. Come on. go get, World, go get your best. 
go get your daddy. Can you imagine if this generation will rise up and do that? Aren't you sick of them rubbing it in your, your face and saying you got to shut up and sit down? That you can't have prayer in ch school? Come on. It's time we take it back. It's time we rise up. Come on. God raise us up. And Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal or if the devil is God, go after him. But the people answered him, not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord. First mistake. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Therefore, I know, you know, I, I really, should I read it all? Do you want, do you, I'll take care of it. You know the scriptures, right? And, and you know this verse, and if you read it enough, you know this verse. And how they cut themselves with the sleeves today. Nothing happens. Their sacrifices, nothing is Doesn't that sound today, the people cutting themselves and doing every ungodly act? So Elijah, in his faith in the word of God, said, I want you to do something. This is not good enough. Go get me some water. Pour it on me. Just He failed a scripture here. He wanted no doubt left in the minds of the people that God and God alone had done this thing. Come on, he began to call upon the name of his God. And in that instant, it consumed the sacrifice. Whew. God is going to have a people in this end time. And God is going to work through them with signs and wonders and miracles. He said, these things shall follow them that believe. They shall heal the sick. They shall cast out devils. Come on, they're going to raise the dead. These, the believer, not just the pastors. Come on, not just the deacons. Come on, not just the board, but the believers. You will lay hands. You'll heal the sick. I was so blessed to have a pastor, my husband. He was my pastor before he was ever my husband. That walked in that room. Now listen to me. I want to encourage you tonight. Because he did not do it in church, although he did it. It was not a church service. He didn't have a church to live. Wherever he walked, it might be into a little restaurant. But he would walk in and he would find the one. His eye was like the Lord. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord went to and fro. And he would look at that one that had a hungry heart. And he would ease his way over there. I'm telling you this because I'm instructed. You're going to come out of this I, knowing something tonight. And he would get over to, and he would sidle up to him and he'd make friends. And before I knew it, he was sticking his fingers in their ear and casting out a devil spirit. wants to raise us up, not to be religious, not to be in the confines of your walls of your place. He wants to burst these walls open. He wants an enlargement. See, God is always for an enlargement. He wants to enlarge your borders. He wants to enlarge your life. I'm, I'm speaking to young and old tonight. Some of you think maybe you're too young. Some of you think you're too old. I was in my 50s when he started sending me to the nations. India, China, 
to use you like he did Elijah and Elisha and Paul. There is no difference. But I want to go on with this story because I want you to see that there is pitfalls along this way no matter who you are. No matter how great the anointing is on your life. Your last victory is your last victory. God wants you to walk in victory every moment of every hour of every day. Now I'd like to say that I Because if I'm not careful, I'll listen to you. Come on, you'll listen to another voice. So Elijah had done all of these things. Read his story. Read what he did. And then listen to me. I want you to jump over. I believe it's the first of 19. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. And also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Listen, to when, when you, you start tearing down the devil's territory, it's not time just to bask in the glory. You better be glorifying God. Come on, you better be, you better be talking about him and giving the glory and the honor to him. Because that's when the enemy, come on, that's when the enemy's going to step up his attack against you. Come on, all hell will burst loose against you. Then Jezebel sent a messenger, didn't waste any time, to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more so if I don't make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. of the underground church and she said in China if you're a Christian you better be a Christian you understand because you'll be dead if, you, if you're not if you're, if you're going to say you are one you better be one you better be ready to live and you better be re ready to die Woo, come on so here in America we want the blessing but we're afraid of the fire And when he saw, uh-uh, look at it. And he rose, and he ran for his life. <laughs> Whose life was it anyway? Whose life was it? Whose life is it? Whose life is your life? Come on. Our life is not our own. The Bible says he, we've been bought with a great price. He paid the ultimate price that he could live in us. He could live his life out in us. And at a moment of weakness, I'm sure he might have been weary just a little bit. Well, I just get so weary. Come on, so don't, don't take that what you call the fire down. Come on, to get alone with God, to fast and pray and seek his face. Come on, to go where you don't really feel like going. 
it will cost listen it costs nothing to receive salvation you just got to believe it. it will cost you everything to live it he said take up your cross deny yourself and begin to follow me well that's every moment of every hour and the moment that you forget you're going to be in it for the long run and we find that and he's hiding out in the cave this man that raised the dead, miracles, one of the most powerful men to read about in the Bible, and one word from an ungodly woman caused him to run and hide. He wrote a song about it, and he did it that way. What you doing, Elijah? Hiding in my cave. Yeah, then he showed me Jonah. What you doing, Jonah? Hiding in that lake. You hiding in the God knows where you're at. He knows where you're at. He knows how to get you out of where you're at. Come on. He doesn't, that song is for tonight. He's still working. When you don't feel, see, Elijah didn't feel anything at that moment. Come on. He didn't feel the goosebumps. He didn't, the fire was already out. Come on. So he wasn't feeling like the mighty man of valor. And his eyes evidently had just gotten tired. He wasn't looking. Because if he would have looked, listen, I'm going to go push out. God makes a way to where we can live. In the Old Testament, all they had to do was to look at that cross that, with a serpent on it, and they would have lived. Do you understand that uh, so many of us are right where we're at? The moment you stop looking is the moment you're about to die. Come on. The moment you stop looking at the source. Now, this is not a downer. This is to encourage you. I want you to know that it's, it's when you come to him, that's just your beginning. It's glorious. It's wonderful. It's awesome. But now you're on a journey. You're on a trip. I would say this. Now you're in school. And this life that you're living is a constant, continual learning. What are you learning, Sister Lee? You're learning him. You're learning to look like him. You're learning to respond like him. Do you know what he said? He said, I absolutely, listen, listen, our teacher. He said, you know what, children, I don't do anything unless I see my father do it. And I don't even say one word unless I hear my father say it. I'm not doing it if I don't see him do it. People didn't understand it. They didn't understand. They said, we've never seen it like this ever. It's never been done this way. Why? Because he was God. He will do it his way. But when he does when he does it his way, when we allow him to do it, a miracle will take place. But there was Elijah. I hope you're in that cave. I'm going to go there so you can find it. There's a cave. He's hiding out. Who was he hiding out from? Let's go down to five. As he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said, Arise and eat. And then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down. And no, I want to go on down to this eight. Is it nine? Oh, I just didn't go far enough. That's that's too much. Jeez. Okay. We've stopped short. Ah, come on. 
And there he went into a cave. And he spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. Even in our disobedience, the word will come to you. That's what I told you. He said, Jonah, even in the belly, even in his Dead Sea, he was dead, folks. He's in a, he's in a whale. The word came to him. He, he was created for a purpose. I'm telling you tonight, you were created, every one of you in here. You were born and destined to bring the glory, the glory to live on the inside of you. That wherever that you walk, you make a difference. I always say this way, you should change the atmosphere when you walk into this place. The atmosphere should not change you. You change the atmosphere. And in that cave, the word came to him. And he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. A lot of times we're thinking it's all this other, you know. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord wasn't even in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. He will speak to you. He will speak to you. I said, he will speak to you. I'm talking to somebody tonight. And I, I believe he, he, he don't speak to me. Oh, yes, he does. He's speaking. You're just not listening. That's why sometimes we have to plead for the people, for their eyes to be open and their ears to hear, because they can't hear. They're dull of hearing, and their eyes are clouded over by Paul. They can't hear. They can't see, and they can't hear. So we have to, you have to pray many times. Open the eyes of the understanding. Open up their ears so they can hear the word of the Lord. Sometimes they, the word can be going, or what they heard was not what you said. I've had many people say, he said, I said, no, I didn't. The word will come to you. The word has come. The word is here tonight. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in a mantle. And he went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? I have never destined you to be a tent builder. I never once told you to leave your position. I never once told you to forget who you were. I didn't give you direction to go this way, boy. Come on. Then the Lord said to him, no, I'll just say it again. And he said, I have, oh, listen, isn't it crazy how we have to tell God what all we've done? Oh, I've been so zealous for the, for the Lord of hosts because of the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant. They said, he can tell on everybody else. So when he was telling on them, and the truth was, he was really guilty himself. Now see, the Bible says that we've all sinned and we've come short. I don't care how great. I don't care your position. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And there's not a one of us that haven't messed up and do mess up. That's why I do thank God for grace and mercy. Come on. He, but he wants us to remain in a position of trust where we can hear the slightest whisper of his voice. Save them. Save them. 
works we can plant. See, the word is a key exercise. As we learned this week, it's a key master. It'll cut, prune, divide, separate, but wants to do something in you today. He wants to challenge you to surrender. Come on. To lay down your life so that his life can live largely in you. It's not a one-time deal. Elijah, all the great things. Listen, he didn't have to tell God. God God was there. God was the, the, the one that performed them in him and through him. He didn't have to articulate it all. I don't know why we have to think we have to do that. Lord said to him, go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Haziel as king over Syria. Aren't you glad that he didn't say, well, you know what? You, you just blew it. You're no longer my prophet. He didn't say that. He gave him a job to do. Listen. In your lowest place, scared and afraid, thinking you're all alone, God will come with the word for you. You may feel like the least, the weakest. And if you will listen, the voice will come. He'll come to you. And he'll give you instructions. And he said, I want to tell you something, Elijah. You think you're the only one that I've got? I've got 7,000 that have never bowed their knee to Baal. See, God's going to always have a people. He's always going to have a man, I believe that, or a woman, that will hear his voice. But I don't know about you, but this is my heart. And it's been for a long time. God, I want to do your will. And when I step over and I look you in the face, I want you to say, well done. You know, I think there's this, that there's this, when the end of life comes, sometimes, Brother Paul, they just say, done. You're done. You're done. See, because a good portion of people just live their life. Everything do, doing life. Come on. But God wants you to do him. He wants you, he wants to live so fully in you that every day that you wake up with the knowledge of his will. I've had people say, pray for me, pray for me, Pastor. And I know you have. Uh, pray for the will. No, I'm not going to do it. Because it's his will. Read his will. It's right there. His will is for you to love him. I, I did the same thing. Listen, when my husband, the dearest thing in my life, left me 16 years ago, I began to search. I began to seek after God. I said, God, what is it? What do you want from me? What do you want? didn't give me a big lot of pages. He said two things. He said, love me. And love my people. That's what you want. That will take everything in you to do that. To love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul. And to love the people around you. It'll make you get up out of bed when you don't want to get out of bed. And go to a place that you've never heard of. And preach to a people that you didn't know existed. 
weeping of revival. Let's extend this this place. That place. I want revival here. Lord, help me with me. I want revival here. I want a fire in my soul that nothing can put it out. Come on. That no fear. Or any, listen. Listen to me, young people and old. I'm the least likely. I should have never been chosen. You probably could pay for it. But he loved you. He chose you. He died for you. Not just to be saved, but that you will be a bold witness. Who's with me tonight? Who's with me? Come on, stand to your feet with me tonight. Come on, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you, Lord, that you deal with us in a deep level, God. God, I don't want to conform, but I want to be transformed. God, I don't want the things of this world. I don't want to smell like the world. God, I want to look like you. I want a sweet fragrance coming out of my life. Come on, is somebody praying with me? I want to look like you, Lord. I want to talk like you. I want to minister like you minister, God. Lord, I'm asking you. If you're here tonight and you want to commit yourself completely to him. Come on, I may have some that are cold in the spirit. Some of you need to be filled with the Spirit of God. If there's a backslide in the house, or if you say, Sister Eli, I just want more of him. Will you come up here? Come on tonight.